0: Good morning. Today we will study sections 71 through 75. But first I think we should be introduced to Ezra Booth. He was a Methodist minister who visited Joseph Smith at his home in Kirtland, Ohio in 1831. He was with his wife and with John and Elsa Johnson as well as some others. Now Elsa Johnson had an arm that didn't work. In fact, she couldn't even lift her hand to her head and she had endured this for some time. Well, this group visited Joseph Smith out of curiosity and to see if there was any new doctrine, and they got to talking somehow about Elsa's arm. And someone said, Here is Mrs. Johnson with a lame arm. Has God given any power to men now on the earth to cure her? Well, a few minutes later, at the as the, when, when the conversation had turned in another direction, Joseph Smith rose, walked across the room, taking Mrs. Johnson by the hand, said in the most solemn and impressive manner, Woman, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command thee to be whole, and immediately left the room. Ezra Booth and the Johnsons recognized that God had restored the New Testament gift of healing to Joseph Smith, and they joined the church, because obviously her arm was healed, and right then she was fine. But a testimony of the truth is not necessarily conversion. Many people know in their minds but never receive the mighty change of their hearts. For many of these people, their witness of the truth is like a weight around their necks. They hate it and they work hard to dislodge it. Ezra went with Joseph and many others to Missouri in the summer of 1831. He judged everything Joseph said and did so with a jaundiced eye. He tried to undermine Joseph's authority by finding fault with his personality and prophecies. Then casting himself in the role of a public servant, Ezra wrote nine letters against Joseph that were published in a local newspaper, The Ohio Star. Joseph's cousin, George A. Smith, described this common phenomenon well. He said of Ezra Booth that while he was in apostasy, he searched for his cranium for some means to justify himself and published a series of lying letters. And that came from Making Sense of the Doctrine and Covenants by Stephen C. Harper. So with that as a backdrop, let's dive into section 71. This revelation was directed to Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon. At this point in time, Joseph was working on the translation of the Bible, and Sidney was his scribe this work was laid aside as they were called in this section on a mission. And we see that, quote, for a season, unquote, only they are to go, called to go forth on a mission. It's good to know, note that there are seasons in our lives and that some things are best done in their seasons. Unfortunately, Ezra Booth had become an enemy to the church, and to Joseph Smith the Lord counsels in this section, in verses nine through ten. Verily thus saith the Lord unto you, there is no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And if any man lift his voice against you, he shall be confounded in mine own due time. Patience and faith will get Joseph through these difficult times. Kirtland was Joseph's first stop after he left Hyron, Ohio, Home for a local mission in obedience to Doctrine and Covenant 71. In Kirtland, he counseled with the high priests about temporal and spiritual welfare. The church was growing larger and more complicated to manage, and many of the ablest saints, including Bishop Edward Partridge, had migrated to Missouri in obedience to earlier revelations, leaving a large number of saints in Ohio without a bishop. In a revelation received a month earlier than Doctrine and Covenants 72, the Lord promised to call other bishops when he saw fit. Well, he saw fit in section 72, which is a series of three related revelations given to answer questions Joseph and his brothers were asking. Verses 1 through 8 addressed whether the time is right for the appointment of a new bishop, and if so, who should it be? One imagines that The new bishop wanted to know his duties, so verses 9 through 23 outline them. Joseph and his brethren were concerned about maintaining order in the process of gathering the saints to Zion in Missouri. They could not wisely arrive faster than Bishop Partridge could have land available for them to inherit. And that came from Making Sense of the Doctrine and Covenants by Stephen C. Harper. So as you can see, there's a lot happening in the church at this time. And the next sections give us some great counsel on how to preach. Section 75, verses 2 and 23, sign me up. They give their names and show their desire to spread the gospel message. Section 73, verse 4, we don't need to be sent to a far land. We can share the message where we are. Section 75, verse 3, be engaged and active. Don't just hang around and be idle. Labor, be intentional. 75, verse 4, lift up your voice. Speak up. 75, 5, verse 10, teach by the Spirit. 75, verse 11, pray always. And 75, 11, 13, and 14, expect Him to be with you. Challenge question. How are you preparing to be a missionary? Have a great week and remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.